0: we got isaac in the building um uh hello to everybody on youtube hello to everybody on facebook live we're gonna bring him in i'm so excited to uh be able to speak to the man oh my goodness oh my goodness let me give you the proper proper introduction all right i mean he's a dreamer he's a hustler he's a serial entrepreneur i mean he's a voice actor for the last 20 years he's a music yep. producer. he's a music producer and he's also the CEO and founder of Fanbase, the first black man to do such a thing. Welcome, 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 Isaac Hayes III to Studio Q.
1: Hello, thank you for having me. I, like, this is live, live, I love it.
0: Yes, live, 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 live. Man, yeah. I am, I'm just like so, so impressed and excited by uh, your trailblazing journey. And um, before we get into what Fanbase is, I want to talk about how fan base was born because um, oh this is my tambourine. So when I get excited I heard it. Okay. Yeah, that's for when I get excited and I can't really express it to the extent that I want to. I'm gonna yeah. use my tambourine to give you some extra love. Um, how fan base was born. I heard you talk about a story about a Memphis kid who went viral and how yeah. um, you reached out to him to congratulate him. And you gave him his num- your number. You got his number. Yeah. And talk talk a little bit about that sport. Uh, is Ghetto Spider-Man or Ghetto Spider-He did something?
1: Ghetto Spider. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that I love about the fan base story is that it, it comes from a genuine place. I was not expecting to build an app like that. I didn't have, you know, a clue on how to build apps. But um, mm-hmm. leaving that conversation, he went viral. And leaving that conversation, he was just like, you know, at a loss of how to monetize this moment. And I was like, he can really dance though. Like I saw, I looked at a couple of his videos and he could really dance. I was like, people need to be able to subscribe to him to learn how to dance like that. Like he could teach dance classes and stuff like that. Um, And then that's where fan base, you know, was born. It was just born out of the, you know, the necessity for people to be able to monetize um, these moments or these talents that they have as opposed to having to kind of figure out what to do once you become famous for 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Like that fame on social media, it comes and it goes so fast, you go viral. And then before you know it, the moment is gone. And if you don't capture that moment and capitalize on it, um, you know, you get left in the dust.
0: Yeah, and and didn't like the Forbes list just come out and there were like no black women in the top 100 creators from uh, TikTok. Like to me, that's just- There were trash. no black
1: people. Black people, there were no black people on the on the I on the top no on the on the top list of all the all of the uh forbes list of of top tick tock creators there were no black people now on the top list of tick tock creators period there are no mm-hmm. black women in the top 100 wow and then there are probably eight to ten men but like eight of them are famous already so like kevin yeah. hart the rock will smith jason, jason rulo Crulo, yeah. Right. They're already, you know, little nice X, they're already known people. So mm-hmm. there's definitely a deficit there in the way that um, users on TikTok are able to capitalize the general public of users, as opposed to having to be already famous to have the same level of success on that app.
0: Yeah. And there's a lot of rip off. Like, you know, they they take the dances and, you know, the white creators get the credit and the money and the brand deals for it.
1: Well, I mean, that is that is the nature of those apps though i don't have a problem with that right that's the nature of what tiktok is is imitation right everybody takes from mm-hmm. everybody on the platforms um the problem comes when two, two two issues a lot of the content from black creators is not highlighted as much as white creators just based on machine learning and algorithms and mm-hmm. then the opportunities that are presented to users on the platform that are african american um, pale in comparison to those of white creators so you might get paid you know $800 to do a challenge which is a real story that this one user was paid, I'm not going to say who it was, was paid $800 to do a challenge but then a white creator that duplicates the challenge that they did might get paid $80,000 right? and that's the, that's a huge difference, you created it and you got $800 they duplicated it and they got paid eighty dollars by the same people that's mm. where the problem is You know, that's the issue
0: But you have created something where we can get all of our money for our content fan base, please, please describe. I think I have a a tick. I want a a thing that I'm a banner that I'm going to put down here so that people can Mm
1: -hmm.
0: go download fan base right now.
1: Yeah. Awesome.
0: Yeah. So tell us about fan base. And I know you uh, were on clubhouse. Didn't you make clubhouse black? Didn't you, didn't you, didn't you make Clubhouse famous by just inviting some of your famous friends?
1: So, <laughs> not not like that. It was a it was a it was a strategy involved and I'll tell you why. Um, I understand the value that black culture brings to social media platforms. During that time, I had already been accepted to raise the first million from my start engine campaign, but it is illegal to talk about your raising capital before your raise is live. Gotcha. So I knew that if I brought the black community onto clubhouse that we would immediately understand what this was about to be and mm-hmm. complain. Like we need to build our own apps. We're about to blow up another app and I'm just rubbing oh, my oh, hands. Oh, with my hand and I'm like,
0: yeah. You got you know, one in the back. cooking.
1: Yeah. I got my, I got mine getting ready. Like, all right, we want you to invest in this. So I'm like, yeah, keep talking that. And then when, when my raise went live, the very end of October, um, like October, I think it was like 29th or 30th of 2020, I was just like, all right, put your money where your mouth is. And that first $20,000 or so came off of Clubhouse um, fan base. So I intentionally invited the black community on there for two reasons. One, I saw that the space was void of black people that should have opportunity to speak to these CEOs and these these very smart executives who were on the platform at the time, but it was very exclusive. Um, And then I knew at the same time, we would be able to capitalize on the fact that we're going to make this the next big thing. So therefore we can duplicate this, like like clubhouse will serve as the, the case study for how we can duplicate this with fan base. Um, again, you know what I'm saying? Especially once I added audio to the platform, yeah. audio chat rooms, I said, like, we could do this again. We could just, but, but this time we could go invest and actually mm-hmm. put money and have equity in the company and then duplicate that same pattern and then go ahead and, um, and, and, and you know, capitalize on that.
0: Well, uh, break down the whole, uh, Fan base model uh, so people watching now and the replay um, can really understand how it's really a game changer and the future
1: so fanbase is a one-of- a-kind subscription social media platform meaning it is free for anybody to download free for anybody to use but if you have content that you think is on another level right higher better something that you should you know you're dropping gems, you're teaching people how to dance how to do their taxes, you know, how to, That's how to right. have a better relationship and you want to charge people and you can put content behind paywalls in multiple different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's on iOS and Android We're in 170 plus countries around the world. Um, and so it's, 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 it's really changing the game because we are in the subscription era, you know, yep. social media is the last media left on the planet that is not subscriber based. You're talking about TV and film music, Um, radio, print media, um, productivity software that creates media. Um, All these things are subscriber based, even apps that we use on our phones to edit our photos and stuff. You got to subscribe to them now. You don't buy them anymore. Um, And so social media is the last, you know, um, place and we really need to go there because it's really the future democratization distribution of content from one user to another so that you're Netflix, right? I get my content, I get my TV show, I get my podcast, I get my entertainment directly from you, um, as well as Netflix and Hulu, but now I can subscribe to individual people that can provide their own version of what they want, content they want to share and and provide to people as well.
0: Well, congratulations, because I I see on Fanbase today that you reached another milestone of 1.3 million in the last 30 days of raising on Startup Engine. Is that correct?
1: Start engine. You no, know, so we, we're actually at 1.4, about to be at 1.5. The goal is 2.6 wow. million. Um, we've we've raised um about one point, almost one point, I think, yeah, I think we're at 1.5 million, almost mm-hmm. at 1.5 million in about five weeks. Um, you have six months to raise this money, so we're over halfway there in about a month, which is really, really good. Um, and you know, I, I, I'm I'm really excited about that because again, it just helps us continue to scale the company. Mm-hmm. Um so start engine is just a great mechanism in the importance of investing and explaining to people that anybody can still actually invest in fan base. So tell people right now right now the, right now, the minimum to invest in fan base is two hundred and fifty dollars. You can go to startengine.com slash fan base. You can put that at the bottom too if you want. Startengine.com slash fan base um to invest. Yeah. Dot com um, slash fan base to invest. And so you actually are buying shares in the company in a seed stage, which is unheard of because these 250,
0: opportunities.
1: $250, $250, $250. Yeah. Okay. And what's important about that is often the opportunity to invest in the seed stage this tech startup is only available to accredited investors and these VC companies that are already wealthy, wealthy individuals. But mm-hmm. in the realm of social media, understand that the user is really the direct um uh cause of the value of the company increasing so who better to have a shot at equity than the people that are actually going to use the platform and make it more valuable so that's a really a great scenario to be in is like look i'm going to spend all my time on instagram or clubhouse anyway why not invest in the next startup the next big social media startup but this time i actually have a piece of the company so so as i move and transition over to using that i'm also an owner of the platform so when this mm. thing scales to 100 million users, a billion users, I'm going to make a lot of money at whatever point we IPO or exit from the company, and I think that's significant.
0: So is your goal to remain an owner, or are your is your goal to make a bunch of black people millionaires, the biggest distribution of wealth that's ever done by you know scaling it up to wherever it goes to? Like, what is what is more important to you? Because you know ownership is a big deal. You being the CEO and the founder and black and
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is, that's that's huge. That's that's you yeah. know groundbreaking.
1: Either way, it would still be a large. It, it would still be a large distribution. So whether fan base is acquired somewhere in the future or that we IPO and go public on the stock exchange, um, either way, everybody will be able to cash out their stock at that point or get bought out. So it yeah. doesn't. It, it, it's a win-win either way. Oh, Remaining a private company indefinitely um, mm-hmm. would probably not be the best thing to do because at that point there is no real way for users um, or investors to really get out of, of the investment. So the most logical thing is to actually IPO and exit, you know, I mean IPO and go public or exit um, which will turn, you know, a significant portion of people, thousands and thousands, almost six or 7,000 people that have invested in this platform into uh, individuals that are, that are making anywhere from, you know half a million a million all the way up to you know 250 million you know crazy amounts of money for the, the people that have invested in fanbase so i think it's important And that's great you know that'll be that'll be the greatest you know story of all time that'll be a goat type story mm-hmm. like oh all these people invested in this startup and it went public or it got acquired and everybody got all this money which is you know crazy
0: and the fact that it was founded and conceived by a black man i mean you know it's like moses
1: <laughs> I, see, I see what you did there um, So we haven't, we haven't Been here in a while though right I think the last really the most successful And the trailblazing pioneering You know startup in social media uh, Founded by African Americans Was probably Black Planet right And that was, yep. that was yep. 2021 That's awesome. That was 21 years ago Right and so you gotta think 20, You know we haven't really had a shot like this In 21 years mm-hmm. uh, But we've shown over the last 21 years the importance and value that we bring to social media startups. So we definitely should have, you know, at least one platform like a Facebook yeah. or Instagram or a TikTok that is black founded. We should at least have one knowing right. the benefit that we are to our culture. We should at least have one, right. you know, and so fan base can be that one. And I think um, it will change um, the perception and the um, equitable opportunity for people on social media by being Black founded. You know, we, we, we approach things differently at Fanbase. We don't throttle down content, you know, like these other platforms that are ad-based that do that because they're yeah. ad-based. We want everybody to see your posts. We want you to have as much visibility as possible, as much reach as possible. We want you to have millions of followers, you know. We don't want to limit or suppress that for the benefit of our bottom line, which is what yeah. platforms like Most Instagram percent. have to do. Yeah, they yeah, have to they, do that.
0: They do that cuz that's you said that's their business model. So they're they're in competition with the users.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, right. Instagram yeah. is in competition with its user because why would they give you for free what they charge corporations? The reach and visibility that, you know, if I want to sell an app or promote a TV show or a product, mm-hmm. And I want to reach a million, two million, ten million million, 10 million people and pay for that. Why would they let you do that with the following that you already have for free? Because yeah. if you can reach that many people, it's more of an authentic interaction to come directly to the user and say, mm-hmm. sell this product for us on our behalf. And we'll pay you. And then we won't even pay Instagram. And so uh, <laughs> and you, know, they are, you
0: gonna cut out the middleman.
1: <laughs> right. So, Right. So <laughs> they got to squash. They got to smush your post all the way down. To and they do. Years. Yeah, about three to four percent of your following sees your content. Like, not not, a, not if you got a million followers, then you might have. You know, I would say sixty thousand people see your post, right? Wow, Out of people that follow you, um, which is you know significant. Um, <laughs> that's
0: and, that's a hu- that's a huge gap. But I now you said now, okay, you were strategic in how you were on Clubhouse and brought people. Because you already knew what you had cooking in the back, you know, but you Mm -hmm. couldn't release it or whatever. Okay, now you don't release this thing, okay? And you said that it's not about um, uh, when, you said it's not about if they come to fan base, it's when. So Mm -hmm. you're not worried or miffed or a little like frustrated that we actually now have an app where Mm -hmm. a black man is founded. And, you know, Where where the Kevin, where the leaked stuff from fan base? Where's the where's the viral content from your app? Um, because mm-hmm. we have just a handful of black artists that could just to me blow this up mm-hmm. in in 10 days.
1: Well, I mean, it's all about marketing, right? We haven't spent any money marketing the app. And so oh, where I mean wow. Clubhouse Clubhouse had an enormous amount of marketing, word of mouth marketing too, but actually, you know, publications like imagine if. You know, oh, TechCrunch and Gizmodo and all these I mean, platforms yeah. we're talking about. A
0: big difference. Right. Yeah, OK.
1: Right. It's a big difference. So we haven't we really haven't spent any money on marketing um, other than word of mouth. And then it takes time because people are really invested into the social media platforms that they spent years on. You got to think if you're still on Instagram and you were on there in the beginning, you've been on Instagram for 12 years. Right. Yeah. That's like a long time. It's like over you don't a decade. Have
0: to abandon Instagram, like, you know, what I'm saying you don't have to abandon. You could just right. be polyamorous with this thing, you know, Absolutely. And, and add fan base.
1: <laughs> you have a, you could have your mistress. Right. And, 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 and really? I mean, but really, like I tell people all the time, date apps. Right. You should date apps. Yeah. You should definitely date apps because you never know what type of relationship you might wind up having with a different platform that might serve you better. You know, loyalty is, is, um, is not um, the best thing when it comes to technology um, because you never know the best relationship might be with a platform that you're ignoring or not, you know, going out on that date with that could change your mind in the way that Snapchat changed DJ Khaled's life or the way that TikTok changed Jason Derulo's life for the better if they would have remained loyal to the previous startups. And so you should always try new startups. I jump on anything that comes out just to see what it is and check mm-hmm. the vibe. Um, and then, but with fan base is a little bit different because now we're getting into the space of paying people for their content. It's a whole different ballgame. Now it's not about just likes and views. It's actual real dollars and cents. And the amount of money that people are leaving on the table is incredible amounts of money. Tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. I saw those list.
0: posts that you were doing the show, oh, different, yeah. um, uh, yeah. superstars who were leaving so much money on the table by not utilizing fan base to its, you know, potential. And it was lots and lots of money.
1: It's real, though. When you think about like, let's say, you know, let's let's, you know, be the beehive is about 10 million people. Mm. Beyonce has about 200 million followers. She has more than that, but she has like over 200 million followers on social media. But if you just take, you know, 5% of 200 million people, which is 10 million people around the world, which is the beehive, right? If they pay her, you know, um, $2.50 a month, that's $25 million a month. That's $300 million a year, right? You know
0: the beehive will. You know the beehive will.
1: Right. Exactly. (laughs) Beehive is going to pay for Beyonce, so (laughs) so that money is being left on the table by her. $300 million a year is being left on the table by her by not exercising um, her ability to create the phenomenal content that she does anyway, her videos with her touring with all the amazing things her products like ivy park but being able to create um additional content that's exclusive to the beehive right Mm -hmm. that you know her her group of fans her fan base that they get to participate in that um she's leaving that money on the table and so are if you some someone that has a hundred thousand followers is leaving five thousand fans you know unattended and not monetizing those five thousand people which again It's still ten thousand dollars a month, hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year, which is better than 96% of Americans if you're making 120 grand. So Mm -hmm. that's what I mean by this is the future, this is gonna happen.
0: Yeah, Instagram is bringing in subscriptions and and where you can pay now. Like, I don't know if they stole it from you or it's just a part of the the ether now, but I um, I
1: won't say that they stole it, but I will say that the other platforms that have offered subscriptions have been around for six seven years patreon's been around since twenty thirteen right yeah um only, fans. only only fans been around since twenty sixteen they're eight years in we're the new yeah, killer all of a
0: sudden fan base and it's like right. bam
1: it's like uh hold up he's black <laughs> so that means he got the culture right they
0: they know and, they know that we they know that we bring the vibranium they know right they know that we bring that
1: absolutely you can't, for sure. So I was like, uh, we need to do something because if he gets the culture and he's the tech, then where do we exploit the machine for our benefit? Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's always exploitation when it comes to, um, social media, somebody's getting it. Somebody's being exploited, right. in one way or another or mutual exploitation, right. Yeah. Which it used to be, it used to be mutual exploitation, but now it's not really anymore. It's like, I'm not really getting out of you know, the, the social networks, what I used to get. Now I'm just being exploited. I'm giving you all this content and you're making in the tune of $86 billion in 2020, which was Facebook and Instagram together and in add revenue. But well, what am I getting at? I'm not even, I can't even reach my, all my followers. So what right. am I really getting out of it? You know? So it's yeah. not mutual. Um, if it was, I, I think it would be a, you know, a good situation because then there would be the ability for people that have subscriptions, on Instagram to actually reach all their following. Like, how do you offer somebody subscriptions, but still limit the ability for people to even discover them? So it's still kind of weird, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's still a catch 22 for them because for, for, for the ability for someone to have a subscriber, you still have to allow them to market that opportunity to people, but still they're only gonna allow you to market that opportunity to three, four, three to 4% of the people. So it's still not the best mechanism in doing that. But in fan base, we're going to market that to everybody like here, you know, you go live and you got a million followers. We're sending out a million notifications. That's how you know we're going to let this thing work.
0: Well, at first I was just like, oh, my gosh, how come everybody's not, you know, jumping in on fan base? And then you just tell me that you haven't marketed. So therefore, you've been marketing this thing like, door-to-door, and I've I've been hearing about it so much more. Go to fan base. I'm taking my stuff to fan base from Roland Martin, like, you know, people who have large followings, and I just want to address, like, the the mentality um, in terms of the white man's ice being colder, because Mm -hmm. I saw an interview where you said, and I know this to be true, because I went to Clark Atlanta University. I I left a white experience from K-12 through to go to an HBCU just for what you grew up with, which is being doctors, lawyers, you know, dentists who were black. So you Mm -hmm. never felt inferior to the mainstream race, which is probably why you're groundbreaking today, you know, because you see yourself just like Zuckerberg, just like, you know, Jack Dorsey, and that's what you should. Um, But how do we train our people who don't have that mentality to, you know, embrace Fan base embrace because I think Roland Martin shared a story where somebody asked him, You know, when you gonna be on TV again? and he said, I got a show on TV yeah. one every day, and right. he's like, No, I mean a real show, <laughs> yeah. like what? So, if, are people saying, No, I mean a real social network, like no, not fan base, like Instagram?
1: Yeah, well, a couple things. If I mean, not even counting myself in the city of Atlanta, you got to think of all the music industry entrepreneurs. You have to think of the TV and film icons in Tyler Perry and Will Packer who reside here, right? You have to think of um, um, Ryan um, Wilson from The Gathering Spot. You have to think of Pinky Cole with Slutty Vegan. You have to think of Tracy Pickett with Herbrella. You have to think of so many people, you know, Jay Carter with One Music Fest. I mean, like, all of these individuals that are allowed to dream and pursue and think without limitation based off of... um, um, Uh, prejudice or bigotry or racism or white supremacy because in Atlanta the sky is the limit in what you try to accomplish because we're at the seat of political power not that we not not that we're supreme but it's just like okay we have a a level playing field everybody has a shot right it
0: felt kind of supreme supreme when
1: I was there Isaac it felt kind of it's pride because it's different to see yourself and not a minority position right it's a different feeling to see yourself not as Mm -hmm. someone that you know feels uncomfortable going to the most you know prestigious schools or esteemed neighborhoods in the city and not feeling like you're gonna get run out of there because of the color of your skin it's just a different energy it's a it gives you a different feeling about yourself right Mm -hmm. so you you don't you know you don't have any inferior thoughts you have your mind is open to whatever you think you can achieve because you've never seen anything other than that you have real life examples sitting right next to you. You have the mayor, you have H.J. Russell, you have Bronner brothers. You see all these people, you know, you know, know, John Wesley Dobbs, you see all these people throughout history, um, Mm -hmm. become, you know, very, very successful entrepreneurs, even through the Jim Crow South and the civil rights era. Like, okay, we ain't got nothing stopping us from here. So for everybody else that lives in other places where they're not at the seat of power, and that's the yeah. only thing that they know. All we know is fighting the system, right? If you live in, you know, a place where you do not have any political power, all you know is fighting the system that oppresses you, which is a lot of, that, which is exhaustive, right? It's very, very exhaustive. So you, it, it, the mentality, the mind, the mindset that it puts you in is my only way uh, to achieve success is allyship or breaking through white supremacy. I either have to partner with it or I have mm. to break. Those are the only two things that those are the only outcomes, which is why, you know, I've seen a lot of my peers invest in white founded startups that are attempting to duplicate what fan base does, as opposed to investing in fan base itself, because that's what they know. Right. That's mm-hmm. what people know. All right. I'm going I'm to go ahead and invest in this startup because they believe that is the, the way to the top. And, and there can be and there can be both can be true. You can an ally you can partner an ally with white yeah. founders which is totally fine but you can also we at the simultaneously at the same time we can build black companies that don't have to fight this battle which is what happens all the time in atlanta like there's living proof of hundreds of individuals that have done this through multiple sectors
0: Yes, yes. I just but I love that, you know, even though you ex- have probably have experienced that at some level, you seem to still have a lot of grace. Like you you understand, like you seem to be very empathetic that their mindset is that because of what they weren't um Oh, yeah. Privy to? No, I'm not I don't you know, I'm
1: not you not mad
0: see that at all. I like that.
1: No, I'm not because that's what you cuz I understand it. It's like you when you think yeah. about it, people are shaped by their experiences, you yeah. know, what they know. And, and without without ever, you know, having a different alternative perspective, um, it really changes things. It's, it's, it's like where you live really affects the way that you view the world. It can have such a different opinion of how you view things, right? Yeah. How you feel about government, law enforcement, your own people, other people. Mm-hmm. So what black people may feel about black people in one city, black people in Atlanta feel differently about black people, you know, like, yeah. you know, or even white people and black relationships, all of those things, how we do business together, it's just a different energy. So it, it's, it's very important to understand that we are not all the same. Everybody doesn't have the benefit of being at the seat of political power. You have no choice on where you grow up and where you're born and where you exist. Um, but so in, in getting people to join fan base, I know that it's going to take time because you're trying to really um, undo a lot of the the um, the, the thinking that I think has existed for so long, you just kind of got to like show people that there's a different way. And once people get it, they get it. Like, cause yeah. remember people, people move to Atlanta and they'd be like, yo, this is different. Like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I'm want to go back to Cincinnati. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I was one of those people. I went to college. Okay. I was <laughs> Right. I was one of those yeah. people for at least five years. Yeah.
1: Right. I'm, I'm cool. I don't want to really, I, I like it over here. Like this is, this is popping. So I, I feel like, you know, it's 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 a very, um it's a culture shock to get off an airplane and see an entire oh, wow. airport, most staffed um, mm-hmm. and employed, you know, Black people um, from all levels, from the top yeah. to the bottom, right? It's just weird. It's, it's
0: like, no, I was so shell-shocked. I was like, I've never seen so many Black people that I wasn't related to. Like, it was, right. it, I really had to... Whew, because I was always the, uh, uh, the fly in the buttermilk and the situation that I came from, from K through 12. So to see all these Black people from different parts of the world coming together to go to school was, like, amazing. Amazing.
1: Now, I'll give you an alternative perspective. I have seen people come from other places and yeah. have that experience and feel uncomfortable by that. Like, it's a lot of Black people. Wow. Where's the diversity? Where's the, where's the diversity? Like, it's so many what? Black people. And, and <laughs> really? they're Black. Right. And so that so when you when you hear that, you're like, oh, I get it. Like because the only the only thing about this, like when I hear the diversity conversation, right? um, the only people that scream for diversity are minorities. Right. So Atlanta's not a place where it's like it's a bunch of black people. It's like, you know what we need? We need some more white people, some more Asian people. Like you've never seen you've never seen an all-white neighborhood ever be like, we need some gay people, some Muslims. Black people, some Asian people to move into the neighborhood so we can have diversity. Diversity is only, diversity is only the, the, a thought of a person that is a minority, right? Or a disenfranchised person because they're looking for equality instinctively, right? In their mind, they're like, yo, I want to see myself represented amongst, you know, every sector, every facet. So you fight for that mentally. So when you see, like, when you come from the, the, the minority and then you come into the majority, you like... You yeah. automatically—it's uh, the perception and of. I saw so
0: much diversity. I saw so much diversity in Black people. You know, New York, Like just the the style. Like we we are not the same. Okay, we are a collective.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So I saw the diversity just within us, which was so exciting and and breathtaking for me from where I came from. You know, and one of the sure. one of the people. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: I said for sure. I was just agreeing.
0: Oh, okay. Well, one of the people that I met in school. Um, I found out in the comments of one of your Instagram posts was your former publicist, Dee Cochetta. Like, I met her and I fell in love with her two oldest sons. They're like my god babies. Like, I said, I know you're probably going to have a whole bunch of other kids, which he did. Um, but these are mine too, right here. And I, I used mm-hmm. to get them all the time, taking the. Ch- Can you give us a memory um, of her, uh, just for her boys, just for me, because um, I knew that I mean, she passed away but- from breast cancer?
1: So, Dee, Dee was always ahead of the curve. Always. Right? She told me, get on Twitter when nobody was on Twitter. Like <laughs> She was like, listen, tell you, it's going to be big. And I'm like, what? I got on there. And th- and this, right, this is the perfect example. Dee is the reason why I have so much patience with fan base, right? Because really? she would tell me to get on Twitter, and I got on there, and nobody was on there. It was a ghost town. I got on Twitter in, like, 2008. There wasn't what? nobody on Twitter. I posted tweet. <laughs> Nobody would respond to me. I'm like, what am I doing here? It's a waste of my time. I'm not getting any engagement. It was frustrating. So I left, right? Mm -hmm. And then Michael Jackson died, and then everybody came to Twitter. And then that's when it got popping. It was this viral moment that that's where the news about him passing away happened on Twitter. Then everybody said, well, what's Twitter? And everybody got on it, and then the light bulb went off like, oh, this is where you come to find out what's going on before the news even knows what's going on. This is everything is breaking here. The, mm. and because it's coming from the people themselves. It's coming from the artist. It's coming from the athlete. It's coming from the victim. It's coming from whoever, right? Like you find that out. Mm-hmm. Like I, somebody just took my purse and so and so and so and so. And it's like the news, before you file a police report, tell the story, all that, everything's happening. So um, all these, it, it, you know, it takes time for people to discover. And then mm-hmm. when that discovery happens and when that mm-hmm. light bulb moment goes off, and then it's a mad rush. Then it becomes, okay, everybody's going to be the thing. Like I said, I always I always refer to like fan base as a nightclub. And right mm-hmm. now it's like 1030, right? The door is open to 10. It's like 1030, so it's still freezing inside. You can easily get to the bar. It's not a lot of people in there, right? But once it yeah. hits about 12.31 a.m., that's when everybody's going to pull up. But it's going right. to be a gradual process. It's going to slowly start to fill up. And then somebody's going to come to the club, and they're like, Mm -hmm. so-and-so's in there right now. And then everybody's going to pull up, and it's going to be the most popping thing you ever heard of. And that's why I say it's not if, it's just when. It's only a matter of time before some Mm -hmm. famous person says something about fan base in a way that triggers a viral moment. There's FOMO, and everybody bum-rushes the app. And then people get inside to see what it's all about. And they're like, oh, okay, we got to stay here. This is popping. Like, I get it now. Because that's the reaction people have when they get on the platform most people have the reaction when they get on fan base, like oh this is cool like you put clubhouse and you put tiktok and instagram and you can get paid and only fans and patreon and i'm here all together and it's black owned and we're not getting shadow banned and oh i'm with it like okay this is mm-hmm. a vibe so once people catch the vibe it's going to change everything because we'll be able to raise more money build a better product market more um which all these other startups have always had the advantage to do so uh, i can't wait
0: Nice. Nice. I mean, that 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 club metaphor remind me of the ladies free before 11, you know, nice. and uh, later on, <laughs> here come here come all the fellas because they already the know. Right?
1: The girls is here. The girls is over here, which actually yeah, might know. be a good marketing strategy. Now that you think I might need to just market exclusively to women. And then once all the women are over there. Listen, fellas, my my
0: audience, my audience is seventy percent black women. So absolutely, that would be great. Yeah, <laughs> that would be great.
1: All the um, women pull up, and the fellas be like, "Where the girls at? They over fan base,
0: oh, always you and forever."
1: <laughs> oh, you, I'm a. I'm a <laughs>
0: that's
1: a good idea. You triggered something there. You really, are you thinking I'm like, yeah, maybe we just need to market exclusively to women. Because <laughs> once all the girls is over here, the fellas are gonna pull up like, where? Like the women are gone. Where they at? Oh, they over yeah. fan base.
0: Yes. Let's go. Yes. Yes, that was a smart marketing thing back then, you know. Put the
1: good shoes yeah. on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and what people don't realize about TikTok is, like, I, I think it was musically like a decade ago. Like, you know, they think TikTok just appeared, but it's had tr- several, you know, transformations to get to where it's popping now. So the same thing. Know, talk-
1: both versions, both musically and TikTok, were still both Asian apps. They they pioneered this short form video. Mm-hmm. So all credit to them. They really pioneered this era, right? And it, and they really they really dominate this era, even above Instagram, which is why Instagram's trying to play catch up to them. Um, they dominate. They, they invented this thing. But mm-hmm. ByteDance Dance was was founded in 2012, and I think musically and TikTok, I think they were acquired or combined in like 2016. Mm-hmm. So it's still been a short amount of time. Um, yeah. You got to think in, the, in six years that app has grown to. Um, a very, very massive, you know, it's bigger than Instagram. You know what I'm saying? TikTok is just a lot larger. And it's because it's capturing the youth. Like, these kids are a lot more tech savvy. They can edit videos. And, you know, we've been building our version of what short form video is going to be called Flips Flicks. on Facebook.
0: Yes. You know I can't wait for it. Is, is it here yet?
1: No, it it'll, it's coming. It's coming this month. It'll be, it'll be, which okay. isn't coming in February. So, um, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, say that even further, but Yeah. Um the the young people know how to edit, you know, they know how to use the internet edit and chop and add video and text and all yes. that. See people they probably learn quick to too. They learn yeah, and they,
0: they on there all the time, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They on there all the time. They innovate, but it's a lot. Listen, it's a, it's been influx with a whole another generation. TikToks, not just for the teenagers, the moms, and yeah. So we're looking but, for but that path to the fan base too.
1: That's that's to the benefit of newer apps, though, right? I always say that, like I feel like there's no amount of innovation that Facebook and Instagram can do to capture the youth, because kids are always going to want to be on platforms that their parents are not on. My mama got on Facebook. I left Facebook. Peace. Right. I'm on Instagram. My little brother won't come anywhere near it. He's somewhere between <laughs> Snapchat and TikTok. Right. That's where he's. He's 15, going on 16 this year. So he's building his community. He doesn't want to build it around his grandmother or somebody his right. grandmother age. His mom's age, he wants to build his social life with his peers. So kids are always going to migrate to newer spaces away from older people. But then we want to be cool and then come so and crash to- be a TikTok. And it's like, now y'all it's y'all no
0: like, what,
1: what y'all yes? What's thing y'all doing? <laughs> doing? What is what you bapping? What are you dabbing? What, whatever, you know, coming there dabbing in twenty twenty one like it's new. Like, no. <laughs>
0: no,
1: they're like, well, I- I'm out.
0: I really love this quote that you said, and I want to get it right. So I'm gonna look down and read it. Um, It's an it's an amazing quote about being your dad's kid. You said, you don't have to be him to be great, but you will be great because of him. At what point in your life did you embrace um, that? You know, because I mean, all kids, all kids are famous parents, you know, probably has to deal with that in some way
1: my dad's situation was unique because you can only be the first African American man to win an Oscar for an Academy award. So I'm like, well, that's hard. That's a hard one to beat. unless I can control time. Right? right. But I had a passion for music, but one of the things that it made me that, that the reason why that quote I think is so relevant is because sometimes we get locked into a particular goal that we have. Right. And don't understand that, we have a broader set of skills that might not that can apply in different areas right so the moment that i decided that i was great at communication and i was create, creative which you was,
0: are you great at it you great at it go ahead
1: thank you, thank you very much but like once i knew i had a skill set that i could apply to different things my life changed right it wasn't all about breaking through in the music industry because i think i had done enough to my satisfaction, I was able to make a living and pay all my bills comfortably. So mm-hmm. as I said, well, let me try this in a political arena. Or let me try this in the tech space or, you know, in anywhere that I that I feel like I can do, then yeah. the, the work ethic is the part that I take with me from my father. Right. The creativity, the will, the work ethic. Right. So that is why I'll be great because I get that from him. Right. I don't have to be a musician. I don't have to be a producer, but I can be a tech founder. I can be a, a marketer. I can be any type of creator that I want to be. But the reason that I will be successful is because of the energy and the, 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 the work ethic and the passion that he had for his craft, which I have as well. And I got that from him.
0: What kind of dad was he and would he be so proud of you right now?
1: I think my dad would be amazed honestly to tell you the truth because he's a he's a gadget he was a gadget guy a tech dude he loved it he would be like you built an app like I think he would be honestly think he would be prouder of this than anything I could have ever done in music because it's yeah. something different it goes beyond like it's cool it's a great that you follow in your footsteps but going beyond something yeah. different like yo you went over you went over here like yeah. you have no skills on how to do this you're really? you know like, and, it, and and it's really, you know, something that I think is groundbreaking. He would I think he'd be more proud of the fact that I was a tech founder than a musician. Absolutely.
0: What's your mama saying?
1: Oh, my God. My mom is my biggest fan. She is, the, she is the my mother sends me scriptures. Um, she sends me um, articles from, um, you know, psychology magazines, really just to always keep my head in the game, you know, to teach me about. She's a very cerebral person. She's very emotional, but she's also a person that um, understands the psychology of people, right? Mm. So that's kind of how I am. You know, you got to understand human nature to build a human nature machine in social media. Mm. So, and you know, and always to say, look, you know, trust your instincts, your gut. Um, she's my biggest cheerleader, ha- always has been, always will be. She lurks on my page. She got a little burner account that she follows me on Instagram to see what I post and what's going on. So she's not always there. Yeah.
0: So your dad is looking from, from above, going yeah, and my mom's looking from know. behind.
1: And she's like, <laughs> and, like oh. right.
0: and your mom sending you scriptures. Oh man. Yeah. And that like a mother's love. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Yeah, that.
1: undeniable, man. It's it's really I I don't ever want to take it for granted because I'm so busy, but I often have to say, stop, read what your mom just sent you. Absorb it. Yeah. I know you're busy, you got meetings. But there's always relevance and importance into what your parents are always trying to give you. They love you. They know you the best. They only want the best for you. Um, they're wise. You know, what I'm mm-hmm. saying they know things that you don't know. They've been here. They've done things. So mm-hmm. absorb all the game you can have um, while you have them. And so I just do that.
0: But well, what I love about your story is like how I want to know, like how you were so driven just in the beginning, because you're somebody who you know, save the party for later. Like you put the work up front, you know what I'm saying? And um, I thought about Atlanta when I lived there, when I heard you talking about getting on a bus, taking the train and getting on another bus to get to your first job out of high school. Because when I did an internship in Atlanta, first time I took, you know, to MARTA, I had to take a bus down to five points then take another train then take another way out to peach Tree, dunwoody to uh intern at sony and i was like god damn <laughs> it was right you know and i'm going to school it's two days or three days a week i mean I, I actually failed a class um because i was so you know going with the transportation and being there i'm like no i didn't come to school to uh, fail for an internship that's for free so when i heard your story um that's awesome and you said you haven't taken uh transportation since then public transportation so what did just grinding that early um how did it make you be a ceo in your mind instead of an employee because you said america kind of trains us all to be employees instead of ceos so talk about how you did your research like that huh You
1: you do your research i know about you you be saying you've been dropping you've been dropping gems Things that I said, she did a research, you know, for sure. Um, uh, Well, I think that I'm a person that I, I always say I live my life how I eat my crab legs. You know, that's, that's a, you know, and that's a question, right? And, and so I tell people all the time, how do you eat your crab legs? And they say, I crack a crab leg, and then I eat it. And I crack another one, and I eat it. And I'm like, well, that's the most inefficient way to really enjoy crab legs. <laughs> Right. The most effective way to enjoy crab legs is crack all the mugs, and then have this really giant pile of meat that you can just throw in the microwave for like you're fifteen so seconds,
0: smart.
1: and then eat. Yeah. So it's like you work, right? And yeah. then you feast. And I heard TD Jake say that he goes, mm. "You, you, um, in the in the in the in the morning we devour the prey, and in the evening we divide the spoils. So while mm. you're young, while you have time, while you have energy in your body, work." The clubs not going anywhere. These girls ain't going anywhere. Matter of fact, makeup's getting better. BBLs yeah. is getting better. Like everything's getting better. Like <laughs> like fashion. It's just yeah. you know media. Like the ability to really meet really attractive women is like way different yeah. than it was in 1995. <laughs> like you only saw people you saw. If I didn't physically see you, I didn't know <laughs> you. So it's really going to get easier, right? Yeah. So um, so that's how I always have it. I'm just like, look, I mean, I'm a I'm a work because most of the people that enjoy those spoils. Um, divide those spoils in the morning, wind up having to work later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I would much rather um live my life the way I've been living. Like, I I live my life like a big kid. I mean, if you could see my, I mean, you see my office, so I don't know if you see it, but it's very colorful. Mm-hmm. Right. I have a lot of fun little gadgets. I got a video game over here. I fly drones. I wear t-shirts, sneakers every day. Like, and that's because I spent, you know, a good portion of my 20s you know, isolated, learning how to hustle. Not only as a producer, as a voiceover artist, as an engineer, as someone that knows how to use Photoshop and Microsoft Word. And I just had a bunch of skills that I learned how to use. And so I had no girlfriend. I had no car. I had no clothes. I had no money. It sounds like coming from a, a child of a famous father. Don't please don't. I got a lot of brothers and sisters. The money was not it I don't think I just grew up rich. It was not the case. You know, I lived a very, very um, normal life. Um, so it just taught me like, look, man, you can, you can, you can, you can mess around with these girls and do all this stuff or you can grind. And so what it did is it allowed me to actually create my own path in life as an entrepreneur, as opposed to being an employee, because again, like I, you know, I get to wake up and, and do what I love every single day and wear a t-shirt and jeans doing it. I'm with it. Like that's the well, most basic for me.
0: Can you tell us how to fail? Like you, if you want to be a great entrepreneur, you said you have to learn how to fail, like how, you know, what lesson took you the longest to learn and how give us a mindset of how we can embrace failure to, you know, be that entrepreneur like you.
1: Well, I was fortunate learning from the music industry because it's music industry is built on rejection, like not built on it, but it's, it's a, it's a very big part. It's a, it's a, it's a, um, what, what I want say, it's a, it's a farming system. It is a, you know, the best of the best have to come through these doors. They have to make these records. They have to write these songs. They have to audition. They have to submit their songs to record companies and they pick from the best. So you're always going to get told that might not be the single. That's not the hit. So you get told no so much. Ah, uh, We want to sign you, but we're going to pass. So if you don't learn to take rejection, like it, rejection is just part of the process, right? Some people get rejected one time and they're crushed. They give up. Like, nah,
0: like
1: no, I want to be a singer. You suck. I'm done with this shit. Like that's what people say. Like you know, they just they get they get one. You know, they 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 get crushed. But yeah. you better you better get used to that because once you get used to that, it's just like okay, you, it's normal because okay. everything that ever was in this world, everything that ever existed, like every app, every label, every song, every invention, every political candidate. Every business that was built, there was always somebody that told them, "That ain't gonna work," and they mm. still had, to, they still had to ignore, right? Yeah. They had to. They had to I know. I know it affected you. you there yeah. It might have sowed seeds of doubt, but they still kept moving forward, and so right. that's part of it. Because if someone just said, "I don't think you can," I don't think you can. What You can't put strings with, like, organs and guitars and bass and soul music, Isaac Hayes. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. And now you can't unimagine R&B without strings and flutes in it. You can't unimagine hip-hop without orchestrations and stuff like that. And he was the first to do it. So if somebody would have told him that's a dumb idea and he just didn't do it, somebody else would have eventually done it because they would have persevered. They would have pushed through. So my dad was like, look, man, y'all can tell me this stuff is stupid if you want to, but I'm Mm going to put flutes and these orchestras over this wah wah guitar, and we finna see what it do. And we gonna let the people decide. And so, and listen, that's, If the people
0: I, decided that he gonna win an Oscar.
1: How about exactly, that? That is my. That is exactly what I'm saying. Is like that's what I mean. You can't doubt yourself because I grew up knowing that. Right. My mom used to tell me that all the time. They used to say it was dumb that no no one's ever gonna listen to a song with a big monologue in the front that's like 12 minutes long and it's got orchestras and strings in it. That's dumb. It's not gonna work. And so I seen it, I've come from the house that it worked in. So I'm like, there's nothing you can't tell me that's not going to not work because I, I seen it. My parents yeah. used to tell me that all the time. They used to yeah. say that's never going to happen like that. You know, he, ain't nobody going to let him win no Oscar. I, I, ha- I have no reason to, comp- to believe otherwise than anything is possible because I, I come from that. You know what I'm saying? I seen it yeah. firsthand. It was like, you know, I can't complain about nothing. I yeah. can't say that I mean, he was
0: like the third. He was the first to win for music, but he was the third person who black person. Period. Ever. In history. Yeah. Ever. McDaniel,
1: it was Hattie McDaniel, City, Poitier, and Isaac Hayes. So you got to think about that. That's like
0: <laughs> the third. Like, oh my goodness! What amazing. I can't,
1: I can't, I can't have a disbelief in anything. I can't doubt yeah. anything. I ain't got no excuse. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, then, and, then, and then here's the thing. Whenever have black people had it like in this country, like a fair shake and anything. And we still person we still make the dopest stuff, right? Yeah,
0: we still we break do. through
1: it and, and, and create and people culture. People want to
0: copy that people want to copy and emulate and and just give a right. get a little, little piece of the sauce. Can I just get what's dropped off your plate? Like they want any right. little piece of it, you know.
1: We and, are the um, manufacturers, we are the inventors of culture and trend, right? Yeah. And that's a multi-billion dollar business. And, and now- uh,
0: you you about to you about to be a billionaire. Um yes. with family. I'm claiming
1: that. I'm claiming that. I already I am claiming, claiming it. I'm claiming you it, it, too. You got, you got it. You got you gotta put it. You got you have to put those that energy into the universe um so that it yeah. returns for you because you gotta speak it into existence as I say as a, as my mother always says, speak it into existence. So absolutely positive oh. affirmation, um, words of affirmation. I'm mm. um, drawing that energy to you. So yeah, I agree. I'm not gonna say otherwise. I'm not gonna say, no, nah, I don't think I'm gonna be no we we all yeah. finna to be rich.
0: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> run well, this thing
1: up. You well, know what I, have a,
0: I have an Isaac Hayes uh lightning round okay um, that I wanted to uh uh go through. Is there anything else about fan base that you want to share with us?
1: Other than other than look, download the app. Invest. I tell people all the time, you might not get this opportunity again. We're stopping at 2.6 million. We're almost at 1.5. Startengine.com slash fanbase to invest. Minimum is $250. Yeah. Minimum invest now for $250. Thank you so much for that. Um, I'm absolutely sure that will help. Um, But yeah, just own a part of the platforms that you use. But I'm ready for this lightning round. Let's go.
0: All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Early mornings or late nights? Early mornings. Guilty pleasure?
1: Um anything like sweet, like sweets.
0: What's your favorite dessert?
1: I have a favorite dessert to make, and I have a favorite dessert. Okay. I'm a I'm a I'm a cake and cookie type of guy. I love making cheesecake though. I can make the best cheesecake mm-hmm. you ever you ever heard in your life. I can make the best cheesecake ever.
0: What kind? Any kind, or just strawberry? A uh, banana
1: powder? pudding, sweet potato. Mm. Playing with strawberries, vanilla bean, eggnog, Oreo.
0: <laughs> so, you're gonna have oh, to yeah. get to a, a nice little restaurant on the side.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, so, is your, so your favorite food is desserts, or what's your favorite food?
1: My favorite food. Yes. Any anything like pasta ish, Italian ish, like. Pizza, spaghetti, lasagna—oh, I love it! (laughs) Best restaurant with (laughs) cheese—it's so bad! Oh my god,
0: Yummy, yummy! Um, best restaurant in Atlanta to you?
1: Honestly, there's so many.
0: Okay,
1: you have to say a specific food, and I have to tell you, best whatever. So food. I don't, you know what? I don't know the best soul food in Atlanta.
0: Okay.
1: I mean, there's a lot of them too, though. That's what I'm saying. It's like Busy Bees, and you know, it's just so many places that you can get really good soul food. KK Soul Food, Pascals. Okay. Oh, you know,
0: Pascals. Pascals. Right.
1: Yeah. There's okay. just there's just a lot of good soul food in the city. Yeah. I would say that. I mean, best best vegan fast food, Slutty Vegan. Ooh. Um,
0: yes, I haven't tasted it, but I feel I can I can smell it through the screen.
1: Oh, you gotta have some Sunny Vegan. Um I think the best Mexican is Nuevo Laredo, which is like in the neighborhood that I'm in over here. I mean, there's a lot. Atlanta's, Atlanta, got some good food. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: Oh, I, I just wanted to hear a few so you know folks oh, folks, yeah. folks can go down and support. Um, favorite song by your dad.
1: Ooh. trying to think probably i mean i I still think walk on by is probably Mm -hmm. one of my favorites i have some like stuff that people don't really know that listen Mm -hmm. to but i just think from the energy like the creativity what it means that's just that's such a special Mm -hmm. moment right because it was it's like it's like the first time your ears hear something they never heard before when you hear it it's like when people hear that for the first time, they're like, "What is this?" Like, I have no idea what I just heard, but it's like the most gangster thing ever.
0: Love it, love it. Yeah. Um, favorite song by you? Favorite song that you produced?
1: Of course, I'm gonna say "Money in the Bank" okay. by okay. A Little Scrappy Young Buck. because it just okay. changed my life. It was a game changer for me.
0: Can we hear a line from your favorite voiceover job?
1: I don't I don't feel like doing that. <laughs> I do Next.
0: Like <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, I don't do I mean, you know, I have i I've been the voice of the Georgia lottery in Atlanta for like years. Like people say that's you. I'll I'll say my line is tune in to WSB for your chance to win and check out the players club at GALottery.com. And people hear that all the time and be like, that's you.
0: That's you. I mean,
1: that was you. That's
0: you, I didn't know that. Um, how can we keep Atlanta blue?
1: I mean, voting, right? Voting, yes. And not listen. And, and for, I'll say this, getting out of our feelings. Yeah. Politics, politics is not personal, it's passionate. And I mm-hmm. think we are motivated by personal self-interest, which is actually the wrong thing to do. Okay. Um, you know saying I'm gonna vote for this person because I got cracks in my sidewalk um, and damn everything else. Mm. We have to move as a unit. We have, to, mm-hmm. we have to understand what politics and power creates, what opportunity it creates for people, right? The mm-hmm. opportunity it creates for someone to have a chance to build a business or you know, um, gain employment Amongst all of us, so for, so in the, in in a state like Georgia, we have to keep our eye, you know, on the bigger prize of 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 leadership. You know, it's so so many people just, you know, are blaming blame the president for things that have nothing to do with the president, right? Or they blame the mayor for things that have nothing to do with the mayor. So then they check out. And I'm like, let me tell you, people on the other side. Number one, they know the game. They know exactly who is mm-hmm. in power, and they vote based off based off those things. While you're getting mad and saying, well, I'm not going to vote because it doesn't do anything for me. They were like, we know exactly what it does for us. You just don't know and we're going to vote for it. Yes. And that's the difference. So I wish I have- could
0: vote for Stacey Abrams even though I don't live there. Like, We're going to need I- all
1: the help we can get. They're gonna, they gonna, they lining up to try to stop Stacey. So, of course.
0: Yes. I know you're going to be supporting. I know you're going to be supporting this time. Um, finally, I want one word to describe the following people, places, or things. Ready? Okay, Monique Adelaide.
1: I'm trying to think of the the word, like a blessing, like a game changer. It was the, and I'll expound upon this a little bit. Mm-hmm. There are everybody has your life is a summation of, of a percentages of influence in your own being, meaning you might be 99%, but the 1%, without it, things don't happen. Mm. So without Monique suggesting that I try Start Engine, mm. raise capital, I would have not, we would not be here right now in this position. So you always have to be mindful of the people that offer words of encouragement or little nuggets of wisdom. You have to do the work, but listen. Yeah. Because that was a that was a that was a like uh, should I raise money with venture capital or should I go this route? She's like, go this way, you went this way, and the rest is history. So you know,
0: that's amazing blessing. Yeah. Angela Benton,
1: two back to back blessings.
0: <laughs> Don Dixon,
1: three in a row. <laughs> Jewel Burke. I'm gonna tell you why though. Okay. So all of those all of those women, those four women you just named they they offered their Knowledge in ways that a lot of people.
0: Black don't. women, too. Black women. Black
1: women. So, so mm-hmm. I came, my early questions about tech, I went to Jewel Burks, who's mm-hmm. the head of, of uh, Google Startups North America. She gave me the initial game, things that I needed to put in my deck, ways yeah. that I need to approach, you know, building my startup, how I hire people, how I do that. Um, Monique made the suggestion to go to Start Engine. Angela mm-hmm. Benton made the intro email. Like you need to talk to Isaac. I've seen fan base. I think it's dope. It would be a good fit for start engine and Dawn, who is a, a fundraising, you know, trailblazer um, yeah. taught me the game and how to raise capital. Um, so those four black women together um, mm. are, are the reason that fan base exists and, and and we're able to do the things that we do because they were unselfish with their knowledge, um, which is, which is rare, you know, from time mm. to time, especially people, Sometimes get a little, you know, protective of spaces and access and all that kind of stuff. So um, I think all four of them. I mean, I think they're all equally responsible for um, where we are right now.
0: Mm. Um, so how about Barry Givens and Justin Dawkins?
1: Blessings what five and six? Yeah. Again, like I because mean, because because they were their colleagues, their colleagues with Jewel. And so Barry and yeah. Justin are the other ones, man. I, I I know. I'm listen. I need to cut them a check for as much free game as they gave me. Like, listen, fathering you know, them or how you know, because I'd never built a starter before, and they had all been successful in that space. So, but a place like the Gathering Spot is where I met them. So this, mm. so again, it's all these these things, these 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 little nudges, and you know, we're all just we're all just like particles moving. We collide with one another with these chance encounters or these spaces or we're drawn to places like the gathering spot that allow us. The gathering spot spot did exactly what it was supposed to do, was designed to do. It brought me in that space so I can meet those people. And that's it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't fan base wouldn't exist if I, would, if I hadn't become a gathering spot member. It's those things that are just like all these yeah. random acts of, uh, of uh, random blessings that happen that you just have to always acknowledge and don't ever take for granted
0: how amazing that like all these people from these top corners of the world in tech, you know, were, did you manifest that? Did you attract them to you? Like that was, that's amazing.
1: I I, know I I, I don't, I can't say that I did. I think I just, I'm a person that always takes advantage of every opportunity. Mm -hmm. I'm not a shy person. So if I Mm -hmm. see an opportunity to speak to people and want to learn something, I'm not too prideful or afraid to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, can't be too afraid to ask something you don't know. Mm-hmm. So I just think I just did what I you know know how to do, which is bother the shit out of people to get what I want.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it.
1: <laughs> be a pest. I tell everybody, you gotta be a pest to get what you want. You yeah. can't to take-
0: slightly you don't, have to, be a,
1: you don't have to be an asshole, right? You don't have to be a jerk. No, 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 no. You have to be persistent. I, I tell okay. this movie everybody, if you if you ain't never watched The Founder, the, the story founder. of Ray Kroc and McDonald's watch it it'll change your life
0: yeah you know I man? think I did see that no I, I think I did see that you have to race stop with he's like, to like i'm gonna get that you know. i'm gonna get that
1: franchise he's like I'm gonna get that McDonald's because y'all ain't because they weren't even doing the right thing when he's like look I see what this can be y'all ain't even doing it I'm gonna get this he ain't stopped till he got it he's like man right. I'm gonna right. get that y'all don't even know what you got y'all got big Macs, French fries boy. I'm gonna take y'all got franchise I'm gonna take this thing and run it out it's you know it's it's a very it's a sweet and sour story because it's like it's great that what he accomplished, but and he had to be a gangster to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean you do in some certain situations. Fan Absolutely. base. What's the one word that comes to mind for fan base?
1: I mean, revolutionary.
0: Mm. Yeah. I love that.
1: I think, word. It's, I think it's gonna change the world. Love it. I don't know how good or how bad. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because Wait. I'm telling you, like, like, I tell telling, I tell you, it's like, cause I, you got to think about like when you building things, you got to think about, okay, what's the good that's going to come from it? What's the bad going to come from it? So we always weigh those, but I know that fan base is going to really give individuals the opportunity to emancipate themselves from like mm-hmm. employment in certain ways. Right. Yeah. Cause we're all connected on the planet through in-app purchases and payments. So to be able to pay directly to someone for a skill set that they don't necessarily have to take to the workforce to actually exercise, right? So if you went to college for graphic design, but then you could just start a fan base page and teach graphic design yeah. and then make a living doing that as opposed to going to work for a company, you know, it's just going to emancipate people from uh, that mm-hmm. and it's going to make people very, very wealthy very, very fast. So I have no idea what, you know, these future billionaires from being on fan base are going to do with their money. You know, they can build, you know, weapons of yeah. master or you know in world hunger who knows what's going to happen i don't know
0: <laughs> we're going to wait and see though we're going to wait and right. see the docu- the documentary the uh Absolutely. the the, the two day documentary isaac Hayes in, in 20 years the, the third- fan based
1: story like the social network you know the yeah, the, the, yeah like how the the the, the fan based story like how did this yeah. happen
0: exactly exactly um isaac Hayes uh your dad like what's the one word that comes to mind Genius, genius. Isaac Hayes the third was the first word that comes to mind. Um,
1: probably just persistent. Mm. I'm the most persistent person I know.
0: Mm. And you need yeah. to be for what you're doing. You're it's groundbreaking. You like you have to have some extra worldly, you know, terrestrial stuff going on with you in belief and all of that to accomplish you got to thick skin
1: accomplish. you got to have thick skin and you got to be a little i'm not going to say insensitive but you have to you have to be very you have to just be very logical you know you can never take the i don't take things personal yeah it's it's hard we're human right so sometimes it's like you don't want to get caught up in the taking things personal because we have a goal to accomplish so i can't get you know somebody doesn't use the app or someone says that the app sucks i can't get mad You know what I'm saying? Because that's a person's right. Right. And everybody, you know, is going to think what they think and believe what they believe. So I can't I can't be bothered by that. You know, I just got to keep doing what I'm doing. You know what I mean?
0: Stay focused. Absolutely. I love that. Well, I can't listen. I can't let you go without getting this this uh, deep chocolate velvet voice to do a drop for me. (laughs) You got to do a drop for me. Okay. (laughs) Just your name and you're watching Studio Q. I'm just gonna sit in silence.
1: Okay. Hello. This is Isaac Hayes III, founder and CEO of Fanbase. And you're watching Studio Q. How'd I do? I did good.
0: Ooh, that was excellent. Boy, did, did you not hear the tambourine? <laughs> that's A one a, that's take
1: a- Jake. We ain't gotta do it again. Yeah.
0: I love it.
1: You got to do it twice.
0: Yes, I love it. I just want to thank you because, you know, I hit you up on um, Instagram in the mm-hmm. comments, the DM, and you were kind enough to agree to do this interview. So I appreciate it. Uh, I'm part of fan base When I was on Clubhouse, I signed yeah. up. I downloaded immediately when I heard it on Clubhouse, and I've been on it yeah. since.
1: Well, thank you. I mean, listen, I, I think it's important to reach as many people as you can. Like, this is campaigning. You do every you, – you take – when people reach out to you to do interviews and stuff like that, like, no, nah, you do, you do every, because you never know. Somebody might be watching this right now that changes, you know, fan base for the better. The one investor that puts us over the top, the one person that joins the platform that becomes the most successful person. I don't ever, I, 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 I've, I've seen enough to know that you can never know where your blessings come from. So you mm. take them. And you know, if someone reaches out to you to to, to help support your business, you do it. You know, no, well, well, I've been around long, is, long it,
0: enough. I've been around too. long enough to know that people still say no. So thank you.
1: <laughs> Me too. I mean, I get told no all the time too, so I get it.
0: <laughs> so you know, I, I I love your perspective, but still, the 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 gratitude I feel for you saying yes. I don't want that to go unnoticed because I really do appreciate it. You even have to. So thank you.
1: No, thank you for having me. I, I really enjoyed this. This is probably the this is the best interview that I've done out of any interviews. I think it was um, it, it was it was very. I think I've I think I've said some things that I have to remember that I said in this interview. Uh, After we watch it again, we're like I remember that. I just freestyled that stuff. But oh, we wow. definitely going to get the ladies on fan base. I remember that. <laughs> we're going to get the ladies on fan base. We're going to treat this like a nightclub, like ladies Please free for eleven. All the Please. ladies. Fan base.
0: For real. I mean, c- c- cater to us, you know? Cater and, and, to and the rest, us. And
1: the rest will take care of itself.
0: <laughs> well, listen, you done made my day just by uh, that one line that it was a great interview. I appreciate that. That goes a long way for uh, what I do. So, because yeah, I know you do a lot of interviews, you know what I'm saying? That's what you are going to do. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. I got like a couple more today, but I was like, we're going to keep going. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you, Isaac. Thank you so much. And uh, I'll see you on fan base. I'll see you on Instagram and everywhere else, um, you know, rallying the troops.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
0: Yay. All right. Talk to you soon.
1: Peace. All right. Bye-bye.
0: Now, how do I? All right. You guys. Sorry for ignoring your comments, but when I'm doing interviews, I really just be drawn into the person um, and, you know, trying to remember my questions and and everything like that. But I want to let everybody know who um, came into the comments. Uh, Thank you. Thank you uh, both for the work you do to bring awareness to the Black community. Thank you so much, Sarah Keys. Appreciate that. It's see awesome work for our future kids. JJ Buckley, thank you so much for that comment. Oh, I'll invest. Okay. Isaac going to be looking for your investment. Go to startengine.com slash fanbase. I think that's the uh, lowest you can invest, 250 I think it's awesome what he's doing. What's going on? Good morning, Chef Fine. Is wine. Welcoming in, everybody. I appreciate you guys coming, coming through. So... uh Until the next interview, very informational. Thank you, Chanel. Let's see. I hope that's me. Okay. All right. Thank you on YouTube for watching. Thank you on Facebook. And until the next interview, my name is Quincy. I'm the host and founder of Studio Q. Thanks for supporting the page, liking the TikTok videos, liking my interviews. Continue to support. And uh, I'll see you next time. Have a great Tuesday. Oh, and it's Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. What's up, Sarah Keys? What's up? Good morning, thank you. Good morning to you, Sarah. Thank you for joining. I really appreciate you guys um, coming on in. I really do. Comedian, uh, L. Hendricks, thank you for uh, you know dropping a comment on YouTube. Appreciate that, you guys. All right. I try to pay more attention to the comments or try to have a little section or, or time where I do that because I don't want to ignore you because I appreciate you showing up. Um, to watch the interview so, um, but when I'm interviewing, I'm like zoned into the person <laughs> that's just my style. All right, guys, have a great Tuesday, and once again, happy Black History Month. Today's February 1st. Peace.